My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, also known as Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for over 35 years. Each week, we'll discuss a different topic about life as a retail ranger. We hope you enjoy listening. Let's do this. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's uh, episode 31 of the Walker Retail Ranger podcast. It is Sunday, July 10th, 2022. How you doing, Liz? Doing fine. How are you? I'm freezing. Uh, I was going to ask about the camouflage bathrobe. Well, you know, I came up here to the studio to do a little bit of crafting because that's what we do in this business. We craft, <laughs> and uh, it was cold up here. It is a it's a dreary day here in P Town. Yes, it is. Uh, the sun's barely out, and uh, it was just darn chilly. At some point, I might have to take this thing off because I'm starting to warm up already. <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, let's uh, let's knock out the holiday, shall we? All right. All right, so as of uh, Sunday, July 10th, which is today, I think I mentioned that earlier, uh, today is National Kitten Day. Oh. Raising awareness around adoption. So I don't think we need another kitten. No. Uh, but if you want one, go adopt one. Yes. You can probably get one free if you look in the papers. Uh, I imagine they're probably pretty popular right about now. Right. I think they have a pretty quick gestation period. And the SBCA is a good place to go too. Sure. I mean, I think you have to pay a fee for. Yeah, but usually they got shots and all that stuff yeah. done first, so that's so always a good it's thing. It's a good deal. Uh, it is National Teddy Bear Picnic Day, <laughs> which is exactly what you would think it is. Oh. You literally take your teddy bear on a picnic. I think it started in the 1900s or something. That's you know, when, hilarious. When all kids had was a teddy bear. <laughs> True. Didn't have all this social media disaster stuff. <laughs> That I'm addicted to. It is also uh, yeah. here in the United States. Uh, it's Pina Colada Day, which I'm all right with those. Yeah, I mean, yeah I, I'm down with that. I've had a couple of those. Uh, it is Pick Blueberries Day. Hmm. We don't have any of those. We have some blackberries growing here on the perimeter of the ranch. Yeah. But no blueberries. And it's uh, Don't Step on a Bee Day. All right. Yeah, that's sage advice. <laughs> uh, I remember when I was a kid growing up in uh, Virginia Beach, we had a house on the corner and there was like a sidewalk. Remember sidewalks? Yeah. yeah that's kind of yeah. cool. Um, and it had like the grass between the sidewalk and the street. And I was out there for some reason in my bare feet because I was a kid. Right. I, don't know, I was probably 10 or 11. And I stepped on a honeybee and it didn't sting me. Oh. So instead of saying, whew, that was a close one, what do I think? I am impervious to bee stings. Oh, no. So I, I, I literally think I cannot be stung. <laughs> so I stepped on another bee. Nothing. What? I was a stupid teenage boy oh, or Lord. preteen. And then the third one, that was the charm. That sucker got me in between my toes. Served you right. Oh, it did. I mean, I, I obviously <laughs> don't condone that behavior, but it's... Once again, forged me to the man I am today. I, I cherish bees, and I, obviously there's a honeybee shortage out there. As a matter of fact, I kind of chilled out on cutting the grass for a couple weeks. Yeah. Because I noticed we had a lot of clover out there, and there was a lot of bees, and I think it was on vacation. I did not mow the grass on vacation, which is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, the grass didn't grow that much because it's been kind of, eh, weather-wise. So 
it, it actually worked out good. I saw a lot of honeybees and bumblebees and stuff like that. Plus, when it's super hot, I don't really like the grass to be cut too low. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, can't do that. Up. Well, and then what I did also is I raised the deck so it wasn't cutting as short anyways. And it, it salvaged a lot of the clover. So it's not like I depleted the clover supply. So we did our part. <laughs> uh, quick chicken update. We did a... We attended a birthday party yesterday, and I'll, I'll talk about that here in a minute, but uh, got some advice on letting the Golden Girls out for a little while out of their coop, um, you know, a little bit at a time. Right. Right. So this morning I went out there and I let them out the coop. Who let the girls out? Me, me, <laughs> me. So they had a blast and they stuck around. Hey, Morpheus. He knows it's three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. There he goes. <laughs> and... uh. They, we had a good time. It, it actually gave me a great opportunity to clean the straw out of the uh, coop, which, oh, yeah, this happened since oh, the last yeah. podcast. Oh, my goodness. We were getting ready to have a thunderstorm, and I went down there to uh, move the feed from where it was exposed to under the tarp. And Liz says, well, make sure you don't get struck by lightning, you know, because I'm going out there to a metal cage. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, and I walk out there, and I step in, and I, I started grabbing the feeder to move it. And all the chickens were kind of hanging around me. And usually they're not like that close. Right. They're kind of like a little bit skittish. And as I turned around, there was a copperhead. Nice. I had actually walked. He was right at the, the door or the gate. And uh, I had literally stepped over him walking in. You're lucky. You didn't I, I am. And I didn't have my cell phone on me. I didn't have my little Ranger Boy pocket knife. And I was like, holy crap. I am trapped by a, an anaconda. <laughs> You well, said you were yelling for me. Hey, well, yeah, I yelled at you, but you were in the house. And, yeah, I came you know, here and there. It, well, it's far enough away, too. Right. We kind of did it that way, just in case the chickens did start raise havoc. So anyways, there was, a, there was a branch that the girls had had in there for a while. And I was trying to poke and prod the snake to get it to leave the coop. Right. So we could all go on about our business. And, of course, the stick broke. <laughs> so I've got a half a stick. So I, I chucked it. Uh, the first half at him and he didn't budge and then the second half same thing i was like oh my god i can't st- the chances of me stepping over this thing again right and not getting especially after you taunted him with a stick right yeah well, obviously he's a little little perturbed at this point <laughs> and it wasn't a huge one i guess it was probably what 18 inches maybe yeah foot and a half um so thankfully i remember that i had this like one by four piece of wood that i used to use to prop open the coop uh, to get the eggs out, and it was over beside the the coop, all nasty, covered with chicken turds and <laughs> mud and stuff. And uh, so I grabbed that, and I'm sitting there, Indiana Jones and the the snake, and I had to wait. And this this sounds bad, and I'm sorry, but I was able to get it its head stuck between the the gate post and the stick, and uh, it took me a while, but I, I won. I'll just say I won. And you had come out, and uh. My goal was to text you and say, hey, bring me the shovel. Right. But obviously not having my cell phone was not a good situation. I was wondering what was taking so long. I figured. Yeah, well, at least you did come out and check on me. So there are props for that. Um, did he really get struck by lightning? I, didn't I know. Anything. I was like, man, I hope it didn't jinx him. He has a permanent mohawk. <laughs> so uh, anyways, they're good. I actually bought some of that snake away. It's like a clove oil or clove seeds. There's all kinds of aromatic oil stuff in a powder form that I kind of spread around there. And, uh, well, they, they had a ball out there today. And I'm not going to let them out by themselves for a while. I want to make sure I... I think you coined a new term. I wasn't a shepherd. Because shepherd is for sheep. 
You're a chickard. I was a chickard. <laughs> so I was staying out there with my little poop stick that also saved us from that African pit viper that I was dealing with. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we did go to a uh, one of the best birthday parties I think I've ever been to in my that life. That was awesome. And it was for a one-year-old, our great-nephew. Jackson. Jackson. Uh, one years old, sporting a man's mustache. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, they. Uh, man, that was the cutest thing. I, I, I couldn't. I, I belly laughed, dude. It was amazing. Well, she, it was a fiesta. Well, yeah, it was a whole like Mexican theme. Like there was a margarita bar, there was a taco station. I mean, there was stations. I've never been to a birthday party that had stations. <laughs> it was amazing. The food was incredible. Uh, Mexican beer. Yes. Uh, sodas. Did I mention the margarita bar? Yes. I did not partake in that. I stuck with the Mexican beer. Go with what you know. Right. Um, but he came out um, of the house. Well, his mom, Jess, was bringing him out there. <laughs> and uh, he had a little mustache. And he kept that thing on for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> it was just the cutest freaking thing. So uh, props to them. They're doing a great job. Yes. And while we are over there, we checked out their chickens. And that's kind of where we got the idea to let the chickens out because we were going to go check out their coop because that's what us chicken people do. We, <laughs> we, we look at other people's coops. And uh, they were out, the chickens were out there just chilling. So we talked about it a little bit and got some good advice, and we're going with that. Um, we also received an amazing parting gift. Yes, we did. So they raised meat birds a while back, and uh, they created a whole bunch of fryers for their, or whole fryers for their freezer. And it's actually something we're thinking about doing with a, a, a another family at some point, probably next spring. We're going to look into maybe growing and processing our own chickens next year, which would be quite the step up from just being egg ranchers. <laughs> yeah. But that, that could be pretty cool. So speaking of food, what you got cooking downstairs, Liz? It smells uh, different. Well, it's kind of a hodgepodge okay. of what I got going on down there. All right. So, well, you know, sometimes I buy stuff in bulk. Y- yes. <laughs> St- stuff that I was perplexed when you came home with a three pound bag of limes. <laughs> that could be, a, that could, could have been a great gift for the party yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because guess how many limes are in the bag kind of door prize. That would have been funny because that's a lot of limes. They were just so cheap and they looked so good. And I was like, man, I'm going to do something with these. That's the downside of going to those club stores sometimes. I guess I could make some limeade. Uh, I just say we get some Corona. <laughs> that's true. All right. <laughs> All right, what else you got? What were you? Well, I made Roddy some food. Okay. Because I had that leftover chicken, so I deboned that, put peas and carrots and a couple eggs. Mm, we got, got eggs. Nice little broth going instead of the canned stuff. For don't, a while. don't get excited, Liz. I'm going to take my robe off. Woohoo. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um. Well, I, I knew you'd get distracted. It, yeah. <clears throat> so, so, what do you make? I'm also making, well, made some i guess it's called tomato bacon jam okay because i had like a gigantic thing of cherry tomatoes did or you get grape those at the tomatoes. club store too yes. yes you did i noticed it was like a bowl a salad bowl size of tomatoes <laughs> I know. I was like, man well i had been eating them you know because it's yeah, a nice snack. snack it's healthy sure but i was getting sick of them so what can i do with these things so i put them in the oven and blistered them olive oil salt and pepper and i I was thinking, I remember hearing about this bacon jam, so I figured I would incorporate tomatoes in it, too. Sure. So, it actually tastes pretty good. It does. It had a little heat to it. Yeah. It's got some pepper flakes in there. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, you know, basically um, tomatoes, bacon, and onion. 
and then balsamic vinegar, brown sugar, garlic. Did squirt a lime in there. Thank you. One of the 800 <laughs> limes. And salt and pepper, and that was pretty much it. Well, it was a great way to clean out what we had, too. But it's very robust. I like that word. So I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. mix it in some cream cheese Ooh. and put it on a crostini. What's a crostini? Um, like a French baguette. You slice it up. Why don't they just call them French baguette slices? Because it doesn't well, sound as fancy. call it that if Christine. you want. <laughs> and just slice it on the diagonal, brush a little olive oil in there, and stick it in the Maybe oven. Maybe Christini's French for diagonal. Oh, I'm just bam. kidding. So, <laughs> but that would be a tasty treat. It would. So uh, follow up to your kebabs last week. They were good. But if there was a couple things we would do differently going forward. Yes. Do not use a metal skewer. Why do you think that is? <laughs> because it did not come out at the temp for the because meat that, that we wanted. Because that metal rod through yes. the meat got hot and actually cooked the inside faster than the rest. So, right, so they, they were a little well done. They were S- still tasty and juicy. They were tasty, but we like Well, not our, as juicy. We like our our beef a little more medium, medium rare. rare. Well, we're aristocrats. Plus, I would have that heat a little higher with those charcoals. A little bit more charcoal yeah. in there. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's a learning. Sure. Well, speaking of learning, uh, Thursday I had to start my liquid diet <laughs> for uh, Friday's festivities. Um, and my liquid diet for dinner, I had some of your homemade chicken broth. <clears throat> so, kind of got me choked up. Oh. <laughs> and that was amazing. You had like a mason jar for me, and I just heated it up in a little microwave or in the microwave in a coffee cup, and I had like three servings of that. It was so freaking good. Well, thank you. I mean, I can't imagine how drinking like regular chicken broth versus that stuff oh it's totally different Whew, yeah so anyways i took that that was my liquid diet um i weighed myself thursday before i started no wednesday before i started yeah wednesday night i weighed myself and i was at 200 pounds so then thursday i couldn't eat anything i was on a liquid diet thing and uh thursday at 6 p.m I, you had the option of drinking the gallon nasty liquid stuff right, right? i i took the 24 pills option is getting warm in here yeah oh we should be able to just pull the switch um so i had to take 12 pills at six o'clock and then 12 pills at like two o'clock in the morning oh no it's the it's the main switch i'm sorry watch you should be all right we're paused for the cause so anyways i took all that stuff cleaned me out i'm not going to go into details about that it was a rough night Uh, that would be the one thing as i guess it was a rough night, folks. It was like, well, I had to get up every couple hours and yeah, drink but water that alarm, with the pills. Oh my I, god! Look, I had to wake up, and waking up every hour, hour and a half was kind of rough. Yeah, but I know choice of music. So I was playing. Up. I had ACDC's Thunderstruck, and you know that's not one of my. I, I love the band, but I'm a little burned out with it. And what do I have to wake up to? <laughs> Anyway, it was rough. folks, scared me. That's going to be the new intro to our uh, podcast. Liz <laughs> screaming ACDC. Uh, anyways, the colonoscopy thing, I'll just tell you, I was apprehensive. And after going through the experience, there is absolutely zero reason to be. Right. Um, everybody that was down there at the um, specialist place, they were all amazingly awesome. And I guess if they know they're dealing with people that are apprehensive, they tend to be a little bit nicer because they know we're, we're, we're nervous. But you know, if you're due for one, just get one. I mean, seriously, all I remember was like they put the IV in me 
And then when the anesthesiologist came in, I think it was Propol or something. She said, "Uh, well, we'll we'll see you after your nap." And I remember saying, "All right, cool." And then th- that is literally all I remember. When I woke up, I was in the recovery room, and I had had I, now I wish I could remember it. I had an amazing dream, <laughs> so that means I, I was pretty deep sleep, right? Right. Isn't that when you dream? Yeah. So obviously that that went. I, I felt no discomfort down south. Um, it was just overall it was a phenomenal experience. So if any of our listeners out there are apprehensive. Take it from Walker Retail Ranger. There is there was nothing. The only caveat I would say is obviously I was pretty cleaned. Out, right. right. Good, bad, and uglies out of my stomach and you know. Yeah. So I would just recommend easing back into a normal diet. Right. Because I did over the last couple of days, like obviously not eating for a long time. I kind of ate a little bit quicker than I should have, and I think I built up some some gas. <laughs> um and like discomfort, right? I actually gave myself like a little acid indigestion and stuff like that. So just pace yourself back into it. I mean, look at it. You got a clean, fresh start. That's true. Almost as clean as the day you were born, which is kind of a gross thought. Almost <laughs> 50 years worth of buildup. But anyways, oh. uh, the results came back pretty much that day. There was no issues. Right. Um, I think they had this, there was a very almost polyps that he removed. And, and even knowing that... I don't feel anything like there's no, Ooh, yeah. They grabbed something out of my pooper. No, there's nothing. Oh, Walker. Well, I mean, I'm just keeping it real. So speaking of solid foods and easing back into them, there is a potential shortage on the horizon. I don't eat hummus. I don't know if I've ever had it. Have you ever had hummus? I've had it. I mean, it's okay. You'll, I mean, it's not something I go out of my way to buy. Well, if it was, you'd be in a, little world of hurt so i've got a little article here from reuters.com um by pj huffstutter and christopher wall jasper are those real names come on <laughs> come on it says fewer chickpeas means cheap protein and hummus could be harder to find um global supplies of chickpeas which is the main ingredient in hummus could dip as much as 20 percent this year according to data from the global pulse confederation that sounds like a space I know Global it does. Pulse Confederation. Weather and war have hurt supplies of the protein pack bean. Isn't that what they called me in kindergarten? Yeah. Protein pack bean. All right. Eesh. Driving up food prices and creating headaches for food manufacturers. So chickpeas are made into hummus, flour, soup, stews, and curries. Um, they're growing here in the United States, popularity-wise. But they've long been like a staple in the diets of India and the Middle East. Uh, and speaking of across the ocean... And this has nothing to do with chickpeas, but I just thought about it. <laughs> we picked up a download in Qatar. That's pretty exciting. What's up, Qatar? I know you're out there. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, back to us. Apparently, the United States is the number four chickpea exporter. Um, and we've had issues with wheat and grain production. So folk, I guess farmers have kind of focused more on the wheat and grain versus chickpeas. And I'm not... I'm not going to quote from the article anymore, but there was an interesting thing as far as they used to um, ship the chickpeas via like ships. Right. And since the backups at the ports and all that were a problem, it was causing some chickpeas to sit there for like eight weeks. Oh, no. So they're losing quality, right? Right. So then the producers are actually having to send them via rail to like Texas to try to get them on a port there to get them out to where they need to go. But that was an increased expense. So like the price of them shot up. 
Uh, the supply has gone down. Ukraine and Russia, they both have a, a, I think Russia was was one of the top exporters of chickpeas. But you know who the number one exporter is? Who? Australia. Really? Throw another chickpea on the barbie. <laughs> that was a horrible, why did I do that? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Australia is one of the biggest exporters. Um, another big exporter is Turkey, and they have chosen to stop exporting chickpeas to take care of their own. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. And then I was reading, like, and I think we might have talked about it before, and I got to get more informed on this, but some of these places, like India, they, they export chickpeas, but they also import chickpeas. Do you remember talking about that before? Well, I remember... Us talking about the lumber. Yeah, log trucks. Like, you always see them going opposite directions. Yeah, it's like, why don't you just keep the trees there and you just keep the trees there? That that was also a great observation uh, from Brian Regan, a comic back in the day. And I swear, every time we That's when we started paying attention. And when we go camping, we would see log trucks. It was a thing. Like, whenever we were driving, we would see log trucks going opposite directions. And we're like, man, seriously? (laughs) But, yeah, anyways... All right, folks, we had to pause and come right back to you. Roddy apparently heard something four miles away and decided he had to go ballistic <laughs> and it kind of messed us up. So mm-hmm. we had a listener inquire. Um, all right, it was Liz. It was your sister. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was inquiring about why the plastic jug milk doesn't have as long of a shelf life as the carton milk. Okay, well, I checked out online, but I, I kind of knew this mm-hmm. anyway, but I just wanted to back up what I've always thought. Okay. Um the light that penetrates through the plastic to the milk actually um, takes away the vitamin A and riboflavin okay. that's in milk. And I have noticed, like, it, if you go to, like, convenience stores, sometimes there's are in yellow plastic jugs. Yes. And that, that kind of helps prevent that, too. True, true. And that paper is lined with a plastic called okay. polyethylene. All right. Which helps keep it fresh. So well, That makes sense. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I was reading all kinds of stuff. You know, glass is supposedly the best. Wait a minute. Um, I know because the light can, you know, right. mess that up too. Yeah. But they say it keeps the milk colder and it's less time in the, distribution. The glass does. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's fresh milk. I mean, if, you, if you're lucky enough to have a dairy farm nearby that would deliver glass milk. Right. And I don't know anywhere that yeah. does that. So. That's why we're stuck with paper versus glass. Well, thank I mean, God for Louis Pasteur. <laughs> plastic. Yeah, speaking of Louis Pasteur. Sure. Um, I, my curiosity was up about pasteurization because I remember on the farm when my dad would go out and milk the cow, my mom would boil the crap out of the milk mm. to pasteurize it. And it it always tasted scalded. Okay. And Lord help if the cows got in the onions that day because you would taste it in the milk. Yeah, so that's how you know it's fresh. I wasn't a big fan of the homemade milk. Right. Um, but actually, the proper way to do it, I mean, and we were, it was like green acres for us. So we were Oh, yeah. City learning, folks moving to the country. Yeah, it was it. just experience and learning the right way to do things. But um, you take the raw milk and you can either heat it to 145 for 30 minutes or 162 for 15 seconds. Wow, that's a significant difference. And that is to kill organisms that kill things like listeria, typhoid, tuberculosis, oh. diphtheria, etc. So well, milk it, does a body good. Yeah, so I guess... But unpasteurized, not good. It <laughs> shouldn't be drinking it right out the cow. 
apparently. No, no, I don't really have any desire. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I did find a shopping list, and this is going to kind of translate weird, because, well, I will post a picture of it later. But we're gonna, I'm going to kind of hand you the phone here and see what you think. Um, the first one says Pan Spay. What? Pan Spay, S-P-A-Y. I'm assuming Pam Spray. Oh. Okay. Uh, eggs. And then this one looks like Orangia Choices. What do you think? Look at that one. Orangia Choices. What the heck? Orange juice, maybe? No. I know. Isn't that a weird one? What's the next one? Tomato. Okay. Chixie. Yeah. This one's a doozy, folks. This will be... Hey, this will be a good... Uh, when you're done with your daily Wordle puzzle, you can look at this and try to figure out what we're... What in the what, world? What, what about the next one? Biscuits rolls. Okay. Well... Yeah, I was going to say... BS cuts. BS cuts. <laughs> Did some of those Thursday. <laughs> and TV dentals. All right. All right. That one's an interesting one. Wow. Yeah, so that, that's a doozy. I will post that up on our Instagram. Uh, you can find us at Walker Retail Ranger on Insta. Um, and hey, uh, we talked about last week about possibly getting a phone number set up. And Cousin Dave, once again, IT support from across the world, well, <laughs> from the next state over. Um, he had a suggestion how to set up a number without us buying another phone. Which is good because we can't afford stuff now because of inflation. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we're trying out Google Voice. Um, we actually set up a phone number if you want to give us a call or text us. Apparently, I got the app on my phone now, so you can actually text too. Um, but the number is 804-491-6097. Of course, it's not a toll-free number, so messaging data rates may apply. Oh, I've seen that on TV. That's but good to If know. you got an unlimited plan, you're okay. That's kind of a thing <laughs> of the past. Um, it's also in the... Uh, pre-recorded thing you'll hear next in case you need the number again but i'll give it to you 804-491-6097 i don't know if you're dialing from qatar if you have to <laughs> add some other numbers and stuff to that too but uh, that's pretty much that uh thanks cousin dave for your your con constant support and continued yes. it support and props to all our family and friends we've been getting a lot of feedback from folks that are listening to the podcast and Keeping it going. We are at episode 31 already. Isn't that crazy? And, and I was trying to figure out, because like on the podcast thing, when you set it up, it's like season one. So I guess season two will start in January of 2023. Oh, and wow. So, I mean, in theory, I guess we'll have almost 52 episodes a year. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. So obviously it's working. It's a habit. We've been doing it more than 21 days. Yeah, Roddy even knows when we say yes, podcast. Yes, he knows podcast. He oh, upstairs. speaking of that little soldier. Oh. So... He blew out his hammy again, chasing a squirrel, Ugh. and he's been doing the tripod action for a couple of days. We're going to try to get him to the vet. I um, mean, he, he puts it down a little bit every once in a while, but he, he's pretty pretty good at hopping on three legs, so he's not feeling his best, so if he can uh, throw a little prayer out yeah. there for Roddy. Um, he is, well, obviously he was okay enough to stop the recording of this podcast or <laughs> zoom downstairs and bark at whatever was out there, but... Everything's good. So, all right, Liz, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Sounds good. And thank you again for always being with me. Always. And uh, we'll catch everybody on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers. Be sure to check out walkerretailranger.com. You can go there, maybe copy the link, and I don't know, send it to some random people on your phone. Help spread the word. We also set up a phone number. It's 804-491-6097. We can take text or voicemails and 
It's a great opportunity to give us feedback on the show or maybe give us a topic you want us to shoot the breeze about. Uh, As always, we appreciate your support, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.